episode one of Monroe Mustangs. I'm your host, Monroe College Director of Sports Information, David Spiegel, and thank you for joining me on this new endeavor. My first ever guest, who was kind enough to join me for the inaugural episode of Monroe Mustangs, is heading into her third year as the head softball coach here at Monroe College on the New Rochelle campus. Please welcome Samantha Santillo. Hey, David. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thanks for being here. You know, I needed someone no to come comfortable with for the test run, so... Hopefully, no, uh, no we'll do a really good job. <laughs> I'm glad we'll you're here. We'll do our best for everybody. So, Sam, you're heading into your third year now. Um, your first year here was a really big success. Uh, you tied the program record in wins or set the program record in wins and highest win percentage since the team went up to D1. Made the playoffs. You played down at South Carolina for, in the Region 10 postseason. And then your two started. A lot of promise. You were really excited for the season. And then three games into the year, we had to stop. So what has been your experience so far at Monroe and what was the feeling when you found out that year two had to be cut short? Well, so to answer the first question, you know, my overall experience at Monroe has been phenomenal. I, uh, softball has been my whole life. I started playing when I was seven years old. Um, I played in college. I just, when I played that last game in college, I spent pretty much all my time trying to figure out how I could get myself back into the game um, at that point. And then, you know, when this opportunity kind of happened for me, I took it. I ran with it. I was excited to move to New York. I'm from Pittsburgh, PA. So I was leaving a smaller town, heading to a bigger city. That was a great experience for me. And, you know, Monroe has really made me feel at home here in New York. Uh, I felt like you know, all the people I work with, my team, my bosses, just everybody in general has really taken me in and made sure that this is a place that I, you know, feel comfortable growing as a coach, you know, growing in my career, growing with my team and with my girls, which has been very a, a privilege for me to have to, I was given a very great opportunity. I walked into a really good hand of ball players um, that the former coach had recruited and you know, I've been fortunate enough, too, that they have, you know, really bought into me and my program and what we're trying to do. And, you know, for all those reasons, it kind of made that year two news so tough to take. Uh, you know, I, I talk to people about it a lot who are involved in sports or not even involved in sports. You know, so I'm friends with a lot of people who played collegiate athletics, who coaching collegiate athletics just by the nature of what I do and who I am you know the type of people you attract as a person but uh you know it's I keep telling people that you know my toughest day as a coach so far was that day that I we found out that you know the season was canceled and that everyone had to go home because of COVID and stuff and you know I hope I never have to have a day that tough or I have to experience a day tougher than that again you know will it happen maybe but again, you know, to be only in my second year of collegiate coaching and to kind of have to work through that has been, of course, a valuable experience for sure, but not one that I necessarily would have liked to have or wish upon anybody else. Um, what's been comforting for me, though, has been that, you know, I'm not in this alone. Every coach across the country in college softball is experiencing what I'm experiencing. Um, and somehow, my team in particular, and this is just me speaking, you know, about my team, we kind of came out on the other side of it 
stronger, I feel like. Um, I'm really excited for my team to get back on campus, for my ladies to be here with me again, um, simply because they're so hungry now. They're so ready to get going. They, we, we almost got all, all of us got this reality check of we can't take anything for granted. You can't take any swing, any rep, any practice, any game, any opportunity to just be out on the field together for granted because we got that experience firsthand of it could all just go away at any point in time. And for one reason or another, you know, life happens in a bunch of different ways. It just so happened that COVID happened for us. And I just think that, you know, for me in particular, the lesson that I learned was to not take anything for granted, to appreciate what you have while you have it, you know, to work hard at what you are passionate about while it's in front of you and know that, you know, life is short and that things can change and you should always want to be the best version of yourself every day that you're given that opportunity. Well, I'd like to jump back to the day we had to tell the student athletes that their season was, was ending. Um, I remember it very well. It was actually my birthday. And Oh, I, for I um, forgot about that. I remember <laughs> that was the worst birthday ever, probably. It was not fun. Um, Definitely just, up there for not the best birthdays, unfortunately. No, no, it's, it's, it's unfortunate. But, you know, again, I'm not the only one who experienced that day. Um, right, right. I just, I remember my own experience that day, just being, knowing that we were going to bring all of our spring athletes into the, into the Mac and sit them down and just explain to them what's going on. I know most of them probably knew what was coming and it's just, it's one of those things I don't think you could possibly prepare for at all. Um, you know, there are a lot of sophomores mm -hmm. that knew their time at Monroe would be over because of this. And mm -hmm. luckily plenty of them get to come back as well. So I'm excited to see a lot of these guys and girls yeah. grown up a little bit more. Uh, I think that's actually going to be a really good experience mm -hmm. come the spring season. But, yeah, there's definitely a feeling you can't really prepare for. I know there were a lot of tears on uh, both the student-athlete and staff side. And, yeah. you know, it's just, it's just one of those days that I'm hoping is a growing experience for all of us in the future and something we never have to experience again. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, and that was – I. That day is such like a, it sticks out in your mind. It's funny how things like that happen, how, you know, your best days are, you know, always at the top of your list for days that you remember so vividly. But the worst days are too. And, you know, I think what you said about it being a learning experience and us finding value in that and finding necessary pieces to take from that. Um, you know, it was, it was my toughest day as a coach, like I said before, and there was nothing anybody could have said or did to prepare me for that. We were fortunate enough that we have such, you know, good, strong leadership. You know, Coach Melendez kind of, he took that hit for us and delivered that news for us. You know, we, I, yeah, we, all the coaches were standing there behind him. We had his back, but he's the one who actually said the words out loud, and I tip my hat to him for that because I – don't know if I would have been able to keep a straight face for that, to be honest. Um, I, I Like you said, though, David, I really think that seeing those sophomores that come back and the freshmen, just all of the athletes that are coming back 
to spend more time here at Monroe to be a must to continue along with the Mustangs. Um, and then even the new ones coming in, all of our incoming freshmen, you know, they went through it too, in a sense, in a different way, you know, in a different, at their high school maybe, or in whatever capacity they had to experience it. Um, I think it will be really great to have that kind of group camaraderie again, because yeah, we're still, we are still in the middle of a pandemic. We are still going through it you know, our life as student athletes and as an athletic department is going to be very different. You know, the product that we're putting out is going to be different just in the sense that it has to be because we have to follow certain protocols and whatnot. But I think that it's going to be really nice to see the kids who come back who are hungry and ready to go and ready to take full advantage and, you know, are smarter and better and stronger and wiser for this experience. Um, and, you know, same with the coaches. Every day is a learning experience for us. Kids keep us on our toes. And I just think that this is just another thing that had to keep us on our toes a little bit. Maybe we all need to learn to have this learning experience and we're all going to be better for it. I, I sure hope so. And I think one thing we're going to see this coming year that's rare at the junior college level is that you're going to have kids that are basically here as juniors. And... Mm -hmm. You know, there's just a certain level of growth that it's unattainable when you're here for only two years that, you know, when you're at a four-year school, you see the seniors that have really gone through a lot, that experience a lot of different things as athletes, as students that just really take that, those learning experiences and they pass it down to the younger generations. And now I think seeing a lot of athletes in the spring that are going to be third-year athletes, even fourth year if they redshirted, um, just being able to pass down some leadership to all these incoming freshmen, and younger sophomores, it's, it's really going to be a different experience this time around. Yeah, so, I couldn't agree more. I can't so wait we'll for that, actually. A, we'll take this in a different direction a little bit. Um, now that we know what the schedule roughly looks like for this coming year, um, we have no sports in the fall, unfortunately, but everything is looking promising so far to start up in the spring. And it's really going to be a different experience from a scheduling standpoint, from, from my end of things, from your end of things, having to share space with other teams that you're not usually sharing space with. So what's your approach to this coming season now, knowing everything that's ahead of us? In terms of, you know, the girls and the standard that we are setting for our team and our program, that's staying the same. Um, you know, we have an expectation every day for what they're, who they are in the classroom as students and who they are on the field as athletes. So that's not gonna change. In all reality, who the, who's gonna be probably feeling it the most in terms of things changing is really gonna be me. Um, you know, with the schedule and whatnot, given that I'm the one that makes it. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not worried about it in a sense that, you know, whatever, whatever we're given to utilize space, time, you know, that's what we're given to utilize. You know, I, I look at our athletic department even more so, you know, at this point in time as a team, you know, we're not eight or I'm sorry, how many teams do we have? Eight or nine. I apologize. Um, we're not just a bunch of separate teams. We're one athletic department now working towards one goal. And that goal is to, get all our seasons off and give our student athletes the opportunity to compete in their sport. And 
whether that means that I'm sharing space with another team or that my practice has to be a little earlier or my practice has to be a little later, that's what's going to happen. And I am, I'm all about, you know, being versatile and dealing with adversity whenever you have to. That's a message that I give to my team on a daily basis that whatever cards you're dealt are the ones you have to play. And that's even more so in this situation. And, you know, I can't possibly be a hypocrite and be frustrated necessarily with the cards that I get dealt as a coach and then have that expectation for them. So for me, it's more or less, you know, I got to roll with the punches and do what I need to do. I need to stay positive. I need to be supportive of not just my athletes, but I need to be supportive of the other athletes on campus too. Um, you know, at the end of the day, our goal is to provide this environment and this opportunity for them to get an education and participate in their sport. And whatever needs to happen as far as, you know, administration and the athletic department as a whole, I think that we're going to execute and we're going to do to the best of our ability. I'm very confident in our department and what we are capable of doing. Um, I just think that we're a bunch of former athletes for the most part who just so desperately want to get back in our sport that we're going to do what we have to do. We're going to be tough. We're going to be strong. And as long as we stay positive and supportive of each other, I think it's going to be just what we need it to be. Well, as you mentioned, you are, of course, a former athlete yourself, having played four years at Robert Morris University, uh, mm -hmm. former NEC all-conference athlete as well. Uh, what kind of experiences do you take away from being a student athlete that have helped you as a coach? Oh, man, every, every single one of them. <laughs> I'll be more specific. <laughs> um, I, the things that really stand out in my head, you know, when I look back, like, on my four years, the postseason always stands out to me. Um, you know, the postseason in collegiate athletics is kind of a different beast in a way where, you know, when you get, make that jump from high school to college athletics, the pace is just so much different. Um, you know, as a catcher, a big thing for me was knowing the base runner on first base. You know, is this person going to steal? Is this somebody that I need to be ready to make a play on, throw down on? You know, am I looking for that? And in high school, you know, it was kind of easy to pick out who I needed to be more concerned with. But in college, I had to be worried about every single runner that reached first base just as a little example. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, when you look at it then in the postseason, it kind of just turns up the dial a lot. And, you know, you, I'm a firm believer that you really find out someone's true character on the tough days, you know, the days that things don't go as well. And that's the other thing that I really look back on, you know, when I was a student athlete and I was struggling or I was, you know, not, at my best, or maybe there was exterior things going on in my life that were kind of clouding my vision momentarily, because that happens, you know, we're people and that's something we have to keep in mind. I always think back to, you know, my coaches and my mentors and how they handled me, maybe in, in particularly in those situations. Um, you know, I was fortunate enough to be coached by a woman. Her name's Carrie Meyer, who was a former Mustang herself. She helped, she coached the softball program. So good name to know, good person to know for me. Uh, she played a Robert Morris. She coached me my senior year and she made a huge impact on me. She really figured out what made me tick and, you know, what 
she could do to help push me a little bit further, you know, help get me out of my comfort zone and pull the best out of me. And I really look back on that a lot. And I try to imagine, you know, at times, you know, what would she do in this moment? Like if this was me or this was just this other player or something like that. And then the other thing that always, you know, sticks with me the most is, you know, the connections I made with my teammates. I mean, I have bonds with my teammates that are like family deep kind of bonds. I mean, we, there's girls that I played with that I, you know, I'm in touch with all my former teammates, honestly. Like I'm always at some point in time, you know, you always, you know, say hello, touch base, see how they're doing. If they have a family, what their career's like. Um, but there's just certain teammates who are, very much still in my life. Um, and that's just the stuff that you can't replace. And that is a message that I try so hard to relay to my kids that, yes, it's about school. Yes, it's about softball. But what you're going to take from all of this goes so much deeper than that. Like the who you're going to meet and the impact they're going to have on you is going to be something that you're going to carry with you for the rest of your life. Even if you want to become a college softball coach, you know, like me as per se, but I just feel like the lessons that I learned, you know, living with them, being with them, playing with them, failing with them, succeeding with them, just go so much farther beyond sports and have really, have really created the passion that I have, you know, for the game still and for my team now. Hey Mustangs, I just wanted to tell you about the brand new Monroe Mustang Sideline Store, powered by our apparel partner, BSN Sports. Create your own unique piece of Mustang gear by choosing from hundreds of apparel options, colors, graphics, and your choice of the new Monroe Mustangs logo collection. Until the end of August, you can get 20% off any order of $85 or more with promo code AUGUST20. Visit the Monroe Mustang Sideline Store at MonroeCollegeMustangs.com slash shop and gear up for the new school year. So you mentioned your former coach and our former coach, Carrie Meyer. She was actually a guest of yours on your Instagram Live interview series earlier this summer called Coaches Roundtable. Uh, first off, what made you want to attempt such an endeavor? And uh, what did you take away from the experience of doing some of those interviews? So I... I just thought, first of all, a big thing that I wanted to do was just get some human connection, <laughs> even if it was via video. You know, we were in the middle of the quarantine and I was, you know, in my apartment by myself with the dog most of the time. And don't get me wrong, the dog and I are, I love the dog, but you know, she can't necessarily talk back. <laughs> but for that, that was one of the big reasons. The other reason was I wanted people to see you know, how impactful softball can be even without us physically being on the diamond, even without me physically being there, you know, correcting a kid's swing or recruiting or coaching third base or whatever the situation may be. I wanted them to see, you know, that maybe what they were feeling during the pandemic, they weren't alone. Um, you know, are there ways to continue to get recruited as an athlete, even though we were in the middle of that? Um, what can you be doing as an athlete so that you don't feel like you're falling far behind? And to just kind of hear and amplify the voices of young women that have, you know, made an impact in my life and who I felt like spoke 
so much of their sport. You know, it wasn't just softball players. I also had Tiffany Fay, our um, rugby coach here at Monroe. She came on. And that was a really great interview for me, honestly, because I learned so much about a sport that I didn't know a lot about beforehand. Tiffany's one of my really great friends, actually, and colleagues. So I was just so happy to have this hugely impactful woman come on and just really give me perspective that, you know, even as a young woman in sports that I didn't have necessarily. And that was really my goal was I wanted the people following my page, which is majority young women who play softball in all, in all reality. Um, you know, people who are following Monroe too, but mostly young women. I wanted them to see other women holding these leadership roles, you know, these strong, impactful women, you know, talking about what they do and why they do it and where, why they're, what they're passionate about. And I was just hoping that if they were watching, maybe they only got, took one thing from it, but hopefully that one thing made a difference and mattered. And whether it came from me or hopefully one of my guests, I just, a big part of the reason that I do what I do is because I want to grow my game. I want to grow my sport because it has opened up every door for me. And I just wanted to create this platform um, during a time where there wasn't very many to create that could provide that opportunity for these women that I knew in my life to kind of make a connection with somebody, even if it was a small one like that. Of course. And I was going to say one of my favorite episodes was with you and Tiffany, just because we got yeah. to see the different perspectives of two different female coaches mm -hmm. on our campus and, you know, what your experiences are like, what her experiences are like, you know, I think, you yeah, I love very it. different, it was great. very, very different professional experiences as well mm -hmm. as athletic experiences. So that was, yes, a really good totally. of course, you could go see that on the Monroe Mustang softball mm -hmm. Instagram page. So still on there on uh, IGTV. Uh, so what else have you been up to ever since things stopped in March? Of course, like I said, you did the coaches roundtable, but what kind of life things, softball things have you been doing since then? Personally, I have been working out a lot. <laughs> There's not a lot to do. Um, I've been running outside a lot. I've been working out in my apartment, hanging out with the dog a lot, of course. Um, for me personally, though, with the softball and, you know, I'm still doing the recruiting thing. Um, as far as softball recruiting looks right now, you know, there is still the NCAA still has the dead period going on and everything. And that doesn't necessarily mean the same thing for us as NJCAA. But the environment that that's kind of created is, you know, I stand side by side with those coaches at showcases and tournaments and such. So it has kind of created a scenario where I still am incapable of being physically where I want to be to recruit. And of course, that's not necessarily the best, maybe the safest option right now anyway. Um, so I haven't really been able to do any in-person recruiting. However, most of the recruiting I've been doing has been via email. And um, one thing that tournaments actually have started and showcases have started to do is they've done video broadcasting of games. Um, so a lot of like the players that I've recruited, they'll send me, Hey coach, you know, where I'm at this tournament, it's in this location. And some of them are, you know, from all over the country, you know, my New York ones, it's a little easier for me to kind of get a peek. But as far as like curls in California and stuff, now I have, you know, actual video of them in the game, like participating that I'm able mm -hmm. to kind of watch live. And is it the best case scenario? Absolutely not. 
But to not have another option right now, I'm grateful that that is at least going on and that tournaments have and showcases have taken to that as an option. Um, this time of year is kind of a slow time of year for recruiting in general. Like tournaments kind of slow down in August, just, you know, awaiting school to start in September and everything. So, you know, there's not as much recruiting going on as there was per se in like May, June, July. Um, but, you know, it's like I said, as far as that's going, that was really what my focus was during the pandemic to keep up on that as much as I possibly could. Um, and I'm a big planner. I like to have things done kind of ahead of time. So for my team in particular, like the workouts are written, the practices are written, like we're ready to go. So the second that they get back, I'm going to have plenty for them to do. Um, I have been doing the best that I can though, to, you know, work on my own self career wise too, a little bit. Like I've, there's been so much stuff on the internet, just so many resources for college softball coaches, honestly, to access, you know, video um, outlines just other coaches like at higher levels, you know, in like those, you know, power five conferences, they're doing interviews, they're putting information on the internet. And I've just been trying to take it in as much as possible. Um, I just think that I like to learn. I like to keep myself educated on all the new kind of stuff. And if it's coming from the best of the best, then why wouldn't I take it in? You know, people have been doing it a lot longer who are working at a higher level. I can always appreciate that type of information. So I've been trying to stay on that during the quarantine too and whatnot. So you mentioned that a lot of the athletes that you're recruiting now are athletes you're basically only seeing videos of. Yeah. Um, what kind of challenges do you think that might present when you get these kids on campus and you're really getting your first in-person look at them? I mean, you know, when – we all are every coach at this point is kind of running that risk that you're not getting that full visual that maybe you're used to for some of your athletes. Um, I think the biggest risk is simply coming from kind of like the pitching perspective. Honestly, it's tough to really get a good visual of what you're looking at from a pitcher when you're watching those videos of them in a game. Um, you know, hitting is one thing you can kind of have a kid send you actual video of them hitting and you can look at their swing and get a pretty good idea of what you're looking at. Um, you know, same with defense, you know, a lot, a big thing in softball. And I think in baseball too, to be honest, people create kind of like a short skills video and they're five minutes long, maybe max. And it's just, you seeing the swings, you seeing them field, um, doing mechanical stuff. The pitching for me personally is one of those things I like to watch a girl on the mound. Um, and, you know, as much as video is great, it's a whole nother thing to see, you know, that presence that they hold on the mound and like who they are as an athlete almost um, mentally and emotionally. So that's definitely something that I'm, I wouldn't say I'm worried about, but a risk that I'm aware of is, you know, not just for pitchers, but all my athletes in general is I might have a little bit of work to do in terms of getting them mentally where they need to be to be ready for college softball. Um, and, you know, being at a two-year school anyway, that's kind of the environment that we have is that people are coming here to grow, in my opinion, especially if, with my program. Um, the intention for a lot of them is to send them on to a four-year 
after they leave us um, to complete those last two years of eligibility. And I'm under no impression that they are necessarily coming in ready to go. I'm under the impression that they're coming in ready to learn. And that's really all that I'm looking for. And that's a big part of that is, you know, me having conversations with them on the phone and kind of saying, look, this is what we're about. This is who we are as a program. You know, does that match what you're looking for? And then kind of getting their response from there. Um, and I've been pretty successful with that, I think, actually, is finding athletes who their mindset kind of fits our program already in a sense. Um, and, you know, we are in New York, so we do have a certain type of athlete that we kind of bring in, if that makes sense, too. So making sure that that athlete is going to kind of make it be a good fit for the environment that we have too which is an important part as well especially and that's more of just a um you know us personally as an athletic department if that makes sense yeah I think as you said you know just coming to New York especially for kids that are out of state I feel like that mm -hmm. brings a lot of pressure but also a lot of excitement for a lot of kids yeah. um we have a lot of student athletes in Monroe in general that come from not only across the country but from across the world so yeah. I think, you know, New York is definitely a hot spot where a lot of these student athletes want to come to. And uh, as we've seen, too, a lot of our athletes, you know, they get their experience in New York and then they grow as athletes with us at Monroe. Some of them win championships or at least get that opportunity to compete for them. A lot of them do. And then we've seen them move on to a lot of big time schools. And that, that, um, that goes for all of our sports. So. You know, I think uh, I think you're absolutely right about that. And I think, you know, just trying to vet which kind of athletes are going to be able to handle it here is uh, very important right now. So have you been watching a lot of sports on TV lately? <laughs> I've been trying to watch baseball as much as possible. You know, my uh, I, uh, I also do, you know, uh, like personal softball lessons and stuff like that on my own so my schedule kind of takes me into the evenings and it's all one-on-one -on -one mm -hmm. and safe and we're outside still of course I'm not doing anything inside right now the environment is safe and wearing masks and whatnot um but you know it's taken me a little bit later but I'm trying to watch as much baseball as possible unfortunately for me I'm a Pittsburgh Pirates fan so my life is just <laughs> I I live the rough life as a fan I just can't <laughs> bring myself to hop on that Yankee bandwagon. I just feel like I'd be betraying the black and gold that I'm so true to as a Steeler Penguins Pirates fan. I'm, I'm loyal. I will say that I'm very loyal to my Pirates. Yeah. Lo Loyalty is important in sports. I mean, I, I'm a New York fan across the board, so I am lucky. I am a New York Yankees fan specifically. Right. So things are going pretty well there outside of some injuries. Um, Absolutely. and got to love what's coming out of Boston right now too, which is not much. So <laughs> you know, I've been really enjoying that. Um, you know, I've definitely been ever, ever since everything really came back, you know, you just, that's like one of the things I really missed during all this was, mm -hmm. you know, not only did I get those in-person sports on our campus that, you know, I, that's the passion of my line of work here but right also just having sports I mean you know we still have to get used to never being able to attend these games right now but um just that not having been, anything even to watch that has been a tough that's actually been tough for me I've been so many occasions I feel like I've said to you know people I know I'm like oh, I really I just so wish I could go to a baseball game right now like a huge part of my summer like my whole life has been going to ball games you know and 
I, I've got, I got a little bit of a taste, you know, just with softball locally, I guess, if that's what you want to say, but you know, it's not, no women's college world series this year in June was tough for me. I mean, I practically take a whole week off of work for that. So to watch the women's college world series, I like save vacation days for that week, but it's been tough. I, I miss, I miss that part of my life. You know, I mean, that's really what it was, you know, for some people it's like, you know, you like watching sports and everyone's a, a lot of people in the world are sports fans, but when you actually physically work in it, like you and I, it's insane how desperate we almost get for it, mm -hmm. how we crave it in our life. We crave just watching the competition, just seeing that one pitch that could change the game, that that one play that just made all the difference. You know, it's it's tough to have that every day and then all of a sudden it be gone. I think one thing that's been interesting about it as well, especially watching baseball, is that you're kind of experiencing what it would be like if there weren't any crowds and you know just as a small school with state you know outdoor facilities that don't necessarily have big stands I think it's something that we actually are used to when we mm -hmm. see ourselves playing you know you get a few few cheers here and there sometimes um I'm thinking especially with baseball and softball you know what you yeah. really experience with our games is you know you hear the bat hit the ball and you hear it when you know when someone's making a big play and um, you really like the most noise you hear is the teammates hyping up their teammates. So I think that's been one of the cool experiences of just having no noise in those arenas and in those, uh, in those stands is that you're really hearing, you know, how much teammates support each other, how mm -hmm. much opponents hate each other sometimes. <laughs> um, it, it's, it's, it's been a completely different experience and, you know, I hope we don't ever have to experience it again after this year, but mm -hmm. I know personally, like that first day back with baseball and I'm a big hockey fan as well. So um, just getting to see those things get started up and just like almost feeling normal was, uh, you know, I, I think a little bit more relieving, you know, knowing we're still in this for a little while, but uh, that they're figuring out ways to get through this. I'm really yeah. hopeful for football season. Um, you know, I think we've seen the bubbles are working for the NHL and the NBA and that's been, you know, really encouraging um and mlb's had its hiccups but they're fighting through it and that's that's what's giving me hope for football season coming up um but you know hopefully hopefully things uh can get back to normal by this time next year and we don't have to really think about this anymore yeah i totally agree i i, I like what you said about you know being able to hear the ball hit the bat and hear teammates cheer it almost makes you feel I've always had this a little bit of a greater appreciation for collegiate athletics. Um, and, and this isn't really me making a statement of any kind. I just feel like it's easier to see kind of the passion for the game more in collegiate athletics, but it's been super refreshing to kind of see these major league baseball players almost kind of have to take a step back and remember why they were there in the first place and I'm, of course I'm not a major league baseball player so I can't really speak for any of them just hearing people interview and talk about it and you know watching the games and watching the same things that you were you've experienced um while you've been watching too it's refreshing you know it's nice to see like you said the teammates being so supportive and just the parts of the game that I love that I like, I love the sound of a ball hitting a bat, you know, it, there's nothing like it. There's 
you always know you can it's it's funny how you can almost hear a home run ball before you visually see a home run ball and I think that that's so true and um you know even like if you look on Instagram like MLB they they're always posting it but I feel like it's even more so now they're posting the home run hits and you get like that full earful of like Mike Trout just clobbering this ball out of the ballpark and it just coming off that wood bat and sounding like the shot the all shots I mean you just can hear it and appreciate it and you know as a person who's really passionate about sports and you can probably agree with me on this it's like I said very refreshing nice to nice to have make us feel a little bit better and look forward to it whenever it is normal if that's what we want to call it Mm -hmm. well hopefully we have a lot of good experiences ahead of us Um, I think we're reaching the end of our time for today but Sam I want to thank you for being our first guest on Monroe Mustangs I hope you've enjoyed your experience I thank you for being a really good guest uh, as I knew you would be Uh, I hope you like the name of this interview series and I'm you know, looking forward to our next guest, Sam. I'm sure you'll be involved in helping me plan this out sometime in the future since you have similar passions as this. And, Absolutely. Uh, you know, thank you for taking the time again. And you know, hopefully uh, it's an easy experience welcoming our student athletes back on campus and uh, getting things going this fall. Looking forward to it. I, this was great. I really appreciate it. It was fun. It was nice to talk with you, David. I know it's been a while since we've got to see each other's faces. So that was refreshing. And I'll be tuning into all the Mustangs in the near future. I'm ready to see more. Thanks, Sam. It's good to see you too. And thank you everyone for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Thank you.